not Dude, gonna lie. if someone asks you how how's your week, you just gotta like hit the number. Just be like, you know, it was, it was thirty two out of fifty two. Like it happened. Thirty two out of fifty. <laughs> They're just like, huh? <laughs> yeah. Or you just throw out like a random fraction. Like yeah, yeah, yeah it was like twelve sixteenth. All right. Like, yeah. You know, you know, you know, yeah, you know yeah. we're halfway what? through the, you know, we're halfway through the year. Yeah. Same, same as last year, but like kind of different. I'm Try outside. It. That's Pog. Yeah. No mass. Look at this. This time vaccinated. Wow. Crazy. <laughs> exactly. They're just like, uh, anyway, I just want to know how the weather was, bro. It's like, uh, I don't know. Look up. Smoke. <laughs> yeah. Welcome back to another episode of No Fold. And ladies and gentlemen, mostly gentlemen, we don't know. We get like two views on these podcasts. We are here to talk about the starving artist. And for you, audio listener, and for you, video listener, <laughs> we're going to be explaining how we, No Fold, are going to kill the starving artist by the end of this episode. So like, let's break down this artist. Like, what is a starving artist? artists in today's society that you that you that you agree with well for me Matt Floyd I remember when I was growing up it was a lot like back in the day like I'm talking up until maybe I was like 13 14 so not even that mm -hmm. long ago like being anything creative was just like seen as like hippie culture yeah oh like, yeah, it was 100%. seen like I remember like you'd think of anything creative or you'd see these people doing these things and then they're like like I'd see like my mom or my grandparents uh -huh. or whoever adulty would be like, like you, you can't do that. Like they're one in a million, they're one in a bajillion. Like everyone else is just a You're starving not that artist. Good kid. <laughs> exactly. Like, like they would very much like downplay like creativity mm -hmm. uh, to the point of even like I feel like for a lot of like people like my age, they were very much like, mm, okay, so I'm gonna go to college because I don't want to be a starving artist. Yeah, well, you, you just know? didn't want to be a low life. That's what it was associated with. Like starving artist was like the people that couldn't hold a job and like were somewhat creative, had like a line of like creative that came through their brain and they're like, oh, I can do this and ended up not working out. And because it didn't work out, they're like, man, this guy, like he's going nowhere. Yeah, but exa like, exactly. Big dreams, big dreams guy, but nah, he's not doing anything. That was like the culture for starving artists. And so no one wanted to be that guy or that girl that was like, do you have a plan? Do you not have a plan? Our generation before us, before mine, was all about the plan, was all about like safe and security, finding a job, make it in your house, live in the American dream. Like that's all it was. And that is just not prevalent in today's society. Like yeah. it's, it's not real. So. I think a lot of it changed though, when we saw social media, like coming out of the great recession, the great social media, the great social media <laughs> that came out of the great recession. Um, I know nothing about it. I was <laughs> seven years old, but a long story short, things happened. Banks were sad. Um, but a lot of that, money gone, a lot of money gone. Ah, <laughs> uh, but within the, like in that we found like the YouTubes and the Facebooks mm -hmm. pop up and that's where we saw like people were able to start being creative on a small scale. Like they yes. didn't have to be the Spielbergs. They didn't have to be like the production assistants mm -hmm. on a reality show. Like they were able to just make videos on the internet and get yeah. paid to do it. And I feel like from there till now, like, 
the idea of the starving artist is effectively gone yeah. because there are so many ways to monetize your art or your content or your YouTube or your video, like whatever it is. Yeah. For like any person out there that like we're, we're specifically talking a lot about video creation because both of us have video backgrounds and video content creation. Um, but just across the, 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 the whole industry of just artists in general, when it comes to painters, designers, like all of that is accessible for anyone to see now because of social media. At first, it was like, oh, if you're a painter, you got to get your your painting at an auction for anyone to even know who you are. And you got to have a lot of those in order to be popular or be a good artist or streams or like same with music. Like that was how it was worked with the traditional setup of industries with social media. It literally destroyed all those industries. It turned them upside down. Like now you don't have to like get the most amount of streams. You just got to have a song that's popping off on TikTok. Boom. There you go. Then yeah. labels are reaching out to you saying, hey, look, seems like you have some good beats. Well, reality was you just made one good song, but because you made one good song and it caught on and went viral, now you have labels reaching out to you trying to get like an actual management job with you. And you're like, whoa, whoa what's going on? You're just like a 19, 20 year old just making music in your bedroom. That's totally possible because of platforms like TikTok and social media. And so I think that's just going to continue to evolve into more and more greatness for a lot of people. And hence what you're saying, starving artists is not a thing anymore. It's going to be gone. Like it's not like anyone can make money. It's just how good are you? So very true. And for all you, for all you listeners, I think for a lot of people that are listening to the No Full podcast, I feel like there's definitely someone who we just left to bleed out on the floor right now because we killed you, starving artist. Because <laughs> you're thinking to yourself right now, you're thinking while you're laying there bleeding out on the floor going, but I am a starving artist, bro. I post three TikToks a day. I post like a YouTube video a week, bro. And I'm not seeing any results. Wait, wait, wait. You Have know? you seen Gary V? Have Has anyone seen Gary V? Because Gary Vee would tell you that you're doing it completely wrong. You have to post like a hundred times a day. Have you not read his like his like manifold of like literally a hundred ways to post content every day? If you're not doing that, you're not successful. So like that's why I set my parameters off of. I don't know about you guys, but that's because you work for him. That's yeah, different. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. Gary Gary Vee is Gary Vee is a whole other beast, and he needs to be on this podcast because we talk about him too much. But regardless, for the for the starving artist that is now very bleeding on the floor because Matt took a tangent to talk about his Lord and Savior, Gary Vee. Savor. Yeah, really, just kind of revel yeah. in the in the yeah. blood right now. Yeah. But you're probably thinking to yourself, why like. Like, I am a starving artist. Mm -hmm. I'm pursuing my art, but I'm still starving. And before we jump into, like, how you as a creator can really get out of your starving hole, Matt, I wanted to ask you, we both have been on a come up, you know, we're still on the come up here. It's a come up. I wanted to ask you, what is the best cheap meal for a starving artist? <sighs> what got you through the, the late night edits? I think when I first started, my my to go to was as everyone usually is ramen noodles. But what really got me going was not just making the ramen noodles, pouring the water in, putting the salt in, whatever flavor it was, and just eating it. It was like taking the noodles out, cooking them, and then adding like egg, bacon, whatever was in my fridge. Legit, didn't know what it was. Sometimes, sometimes it was like little slices of like pizza with sausage on it. You know what I did? Took the sausage off, threw it in the ramen noodles. Boom. Nice. It was all different flavors. So that, that was my favorite meal just because it was so fast, still great. But then I could kind of creatively 
make my own custom meal rather than just like throw whatever salt flavor they gave me that day. So, True. but that's what I mean. What about you? What are I yours? Mean, I mean, this, this ain't a sponsored uh, podcast, but McDonald's coupons, bro. The McDonald's app has. Wait, wait, wait. McDonald's made coupons? The McDonald's app, bro. It oh. single-handedly changed my life. It wasn't around when I was there, dude. Exactly. It, it came out when I was like 16, 17. Mm-hmm. Like it hit the mainstream. Mm-hmm. Dude. The amount I have saved probably like a thousand dollars. I mean, you've I've also probably spent a lot (laughs) at McDonald's that I wouldn't have without coupons. But like, dude, like when the Blazers, like for all you starving artists out there, like ooga booga, I can't eat. Just wait till basketball season because if the Blazers get over a hundred points, you get free nuggets. I've probably gotten like at least a hundred and twenty free nuggets. Over the course of what do you my do? Life. You just pull up and you're like the Blazers won tonight. Did yeah, you, you hear? just throw them the coupon and they just scan it and they're just like, okay, like you're just like free six piece in a water <laughs> and they're just like, you're just your meal, <laughs> you know? Like, so it's possible. This the is. McDonald's app, the ramen noodles for you know pennies on the dollar if you know where to look. Like it is very true. But outside of like you know the cheap meals, you know we went on a little bit of a tangent before we get into the deep nitty gritty to you starving artists still bleeding on the floor. Does it hurt yet? Does it hurt yet? <laughs> are you are you still starving? Are you still are you, starving? Or are you going to use the McDonald's app? Uh, but I think I think what we have realized with social media, um, with Matt as a marketing like content creative director, and me as someone who's in the weeds making content, like I think the biggest thing is if you aren't seeing results right now, especially with stuff like TikTok and its algorithm being so advanced, just like. You can get out of this starve by just pivoting. Oh, yeah. And a lot of creators just don't pivot. Yeah. I think uh, one of the things that I always talked about with some friends is like so many people are so in love with their art form that they're willing to never change it. And so many companies and like creative businesses that I've worked with are like, wow, we're going to do this, this and this. And I'm like, yeah, but that was cool like two years ago. Why are we doing that now? And they're like, well, because like, that's how we know when we know how to do it. And we knew we do it really well. Well, yeah, yeah, you probably could do it well, but like learn something new. Exactly. Like social learn media new moves tricks. fast. Yeah. There's it's changing every day. For all you businesses, if you are making your certified lover boy like fake album cover while listening to this podcast on the day that it comes out, just trap scratch it. Like it's done. The trend's over. Like you missed your opportunity. <laughs> yeah. I think there's just like there's a there's a time and a place in culture and within social media that you can really capitalize on it. Only certain businesses have done that with brands and only certain like br- brands in general across the whole market have been able to like successfully pull that off. Um, the art is behind the artists themselves and the content creators out there. I think they're the ones that can t- can always continue to evolve to make new things trending make new things viral but it's constantly being ran by them not by the companies the companies are then just reacting to what culture is saying is cool at that point so technically you starving artists out there could be the next trendsetter yeah the companies aren't setting the trends they're waiting for us to set the trends and then once it's cool then they're like oh let's jump on this train too which is everyone else so like as a starving artist reinvent yourself be the person that actually makes something that's just unique yourself. And it doesn't have to be crazy cool. Like it could be basic, simple stuff to you because you, that's all, you know, that's, that's who you are. But to someone else that's never heard you tell a certain joke or like talk a certain way or act a certain way within like, uh, like plays and like skits and stuff. 
do that because that actually might be a whole nother character or a whole nother like hashtag that becomes relevant at this point and then everyone's doing it and then you are now not the starving artist you are the trendsetter it's within a night you could do that it is it's very true so as you can see you're probably you're standing up right now no fold has patched your wounds you know <laughs> you have a little bit of blood but it's, you, it's you enough a little to bit of blood but we're certified we're certified yeah. wound patchers here at no fold and but i i think you are right i think that a starving artist is probably the person who can create the biggest trends because of the idea of like you know when you're at rock bottom all you can do is go up mm -hmm. You know, so like I feel like a starving artist, like you can like if you if you are like creating the same type of content, especially now within like like Matt was saying, like the idea of trend setting, like pivoting, changing things up. Like if you're creating the same type of content on TikTok specifically, we'll just use TikTok for like six months and you're not seeing any growth, change your content. TikTok doesn't TikTok didn't care within the first month. TikTok didn't care within the first week yeah. of your content. So if you're doing the same thing, waiting for it to eventually hit the limelight. It's not gonna. TikTok's when, algorithm, it won't let it. Yeah. When do you think it's um, uh, the right time for people to change uh, considering like uh, platforms like YouTube and- uh, To change platforms or to change content? To change content. I think, I think- Because I know TikTok's so fast and similar to like Instagram, Facebook, they're their own little kind of like dying off like third party brand. But for TikTok and for YouTube being the biggest content sources for our media and news in the world right now, they're so different in how they like take on content and gather new content. And it's like a different like duration, a different speed, everything. It's a yeah. different, Give it's me a, a different piece. So like YouTube for itself. Okay. So, uh, I think that on YouTube specifically, we're, we're going to do a whole episode about burnout and all that stuff too. But I, I think, think we already did. We already, we already, we probably already did. I don't know. I'm burnt out of this. I'm sick of this. I'm out of here. <laughs> I'm, I'm done. I retire. Um, I think YouTube, YouTube is one of those things where you really have to be pivoting mm -hmm. every single video almost to where that's why YouTube has, you know, it's both the good and the bad of their analytical data system. You know, like for all y'all that don't know, if you post a YouTube video, it'll give you you're like you're out of 10 for your last videos. Yep. And like it'll give you one out of 10 means that your video is performing the best of any of your last 10 videos. Or if it's 10 out of 10, it means like, oof. But what that allows for a creator mm -hmm. is someone who is creating to not, you know, be starving. They'll find that they can change their content every uh -huh. single time. Like I was listening to a podcast from these like Minecraft YouTubers going back and forth. And they talked about how you really have to like constantly be changing your content and like find out what works. And then once that works, like go into it all in mm -hmm. and then, but still be refining it, still be changing your intros, still be changing different things so that it's always like on the best possible pedestal. And mm -hmm. then, you know, there's stuff that comes after that, you know, but that's what'll pull uh, specifically for like YouTubers, which is something I'm doing, which is like my next like three videos are going to be wildly different from each other. And that's purely because I want to like try different things and see what lands you know see what finally oh, pulls okay. me out of being starving gotcha so you are starving right now you i mean like, I, I live with my mother so like i don't have to i don't have to worry about food that's true but live it up on that topic on that topic for like i don't consider myself a starving artist because i eat and i'm allowed to like fill, fulfill my creative hunger too which i think is like the biggest thing for a starving artist and 
The one thing that I think we also should suggest here, uh, Mr. Patient, that is still sitting there slightly bleeding out of their left uh, ventricles. We, we gave him a little like medication like, a prescription. A little bit. Like just a little bit. But, but to get you back on your feet and running back into your dreams, I wanted to talk about this new transition, which Matt, you we brought up when we were planning out this episode, mm-hmm. of where the job market has transitioned into and how that opens up even more doors to not necessarily you could still be an artist that's not succeeding per se within your art but you don't have to worry about putting food on the table or paying rent yeah i mean we're in this market of the the side hustle i know that's like a term that's like loosely still used here and there but it really is like I'm someone who is a perfect example of being a project manager, but I love making creative videos. I do a podcast, but if you were to see me on my day in day out job, project manager at an agency, um, that is like what puts money and food on the table for me and my wife. But at the same time, I'm able to still scratch that creative itch with what is available now. Um, 10 years ago, this wasn't a thing. If it was, it'd be a very small niche that was like, oh, wow, if I only do this, then that's how I can do it. But if I don't do that, mm, I'm just going to be scrolling like everyone else and just watching consuming content. Now I actually can be a content creator about a plethora of different ideas, different things, different day in, day out things that I do. Like that can all be like unique content for me, but then also for listeners out there that are like, wow, like I don't know what to do. I I have no money. Well, okay, cool. Go get a job. Right now, people are hiring. Everyone's hiring. You can get a job. Doesn't mean that you can't still create. Doesn't mean that you can still be a like an awesome creator. You just gonna have to work a little bit harder for a little bit. It's gonna be tough. It's not gonna be easy. Like if it was easy, then everyone would be a very successful YouTuber and they wouldn't have to ever go to work and everyone would be make millions of dollars off of AdSense. No one does that. But like one percent. So if you want to actually make it. You kind of have to like put in some of that work. It might not be your successful dream of like working at a furniture store, but hey, it's able to get you money to then buy you things and get you places with things that you want to start producing content to get to that next level. And then just tell your story of that whole journey. Like that's cool. Like I wish there was a video out there on when Jeff Bezos first started Amazon. When like, even though everyone hates Mark Zuckerberg, when Mark Zuckerberg first started Facebook, you know how much money people would pay just to watch and listen to him when he first started a company like that and what he had to do to get through that all? I'd pay nothing. I hate the man. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. But other successful entrepreneurs out there and people that are like venture capitalists would be stupid amount of money. And it's like, but we will never know. So like you could be that next person out there listening, listeners, like you could be the next like Jeff Bezos of your industry. Like only thing that's stopping you is just creating and just continuing to like push forward and not just give up. Yeah. And I think this is why I like the no full dynamic because we have a different bow, 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 bow. we have a different <laughs> perspective on this because Matt, I feel like you come from the side of like like get a job and create on the side. Yes. Right? Yeah. My, but my perspective, which is where I'm at right now, is create and get a job on the side, which yeah. I think comes from this, like Matt kind of touched on the fact that jobs are open right now and they're hiring. So mm-hmm. like if you hate your job, quit your job and get a new one. That I, You know who you are. Yeah. And, but on the other side, every, like with the gig economy, I think is huge now, mm-hmm. which essentially flipped this script of like, oh, I have to work my nine to five and then I'm working my five to nine of yeah. like grinding out my mm-hmm. YouTube videos. It's no, you can still like support yourself while also 
putting your creativity at the forefront of everything that you do. Like for example, like Matt is working his like full-time job and then doing creative stuff on the side. Mine's opposite where I, most of my time I have set to do YouTube and to work on videos and to work on this podcast and writing episodes. But on weekends, I'm using DoorDash to make money and just living way below the means that I like to, you know, I like to be driving around DoorDash and Lamborghini, but just can't right now. And wait for that Lamborghini endorsement. Exactly. (laughs) But like, like, like Matt said earlier too. And like we said earlier with the idea of like the ramen noodles and stuff, like you can still be an artist and the starving part doesn't have to be a part of you. You might not be eating the nicest food, but at the end of the day, if you are creating and you're giving yourself that time, like we were talking about Mm -hmm. to pivot and also still make money because I think this is very true for all y'all creators. We're no fold. We very much believe in like putting all your cards down. It could be the worst thing in the world, but you got to like all commit, but we're not stupid. Yeah. You know what dumb. I mean? You ain't, you ain't <laughs> like, don't quit your job and then like hear this podcast and go, all right, you know what they said? They killed the starving artist. That's what I've been waiting for. I'm going to quit my $100,000 job and go ask Logan Paul to work for him. I was waiting for it. <laughs> and then oh, from there, man. I'm going to like be wildly successful. And as long as I put exactly two weeks into YouTube, then I will see all the AdSense come in and I'll be the biggest man in the world. And it's like, no, don't do that. Like, I recently yes. quit my job and it wasn't like, it wasn't like a hundred thousand dollar job. It was far from it, but I quit my job knowing that as soon as I quit my job, it was sign up for DoorDash and I am DoorDashing every single weekend from there on out. But I also am giving myself the opportunity to create. Yes. I think that's like a perfect scenario of what you explained. Like I, there's so many people that are at different stages of their life. So like someone like me has a wife has a a house to pay for. So I have to put money on the table. Whereas you, you can live the luxury of not having all of those, like, look like, um, not depreciators, but things that are just weighing you down. You don't have to worry about a house payment. You don't have to worry about like taking care of someone else. You just got to take care of yourself. That's awesome. Like live that up. And so creators out there that are in that kind of mode where they're like, I'm young. I don't really have a girlfriend or boyfriend. I don't really know what I want to do, but I don't really have to pay for anything. Like utilize that right now is the time to really get good at creative stuff because you'll find out what you really want to do. And then once you really find out what you want to do, then just 110% crush it. Like go out there and create like you're doing during the week. That's what you do. You found a opportunity, just a short amount of time in your life right now where you don't have to worry about all these other things and you can utilize the hell out of creativity. Do it. Don't waste that. What I'm saying is for people like me, it is a little bit harder. So I have to really like gauge my time and know, Hey, this is when I block out time for creative. This is when I block out time for my work, but then I was also blocking time out for my wife. And so we're in different stages of our life, which is awesome. And there's a lot of people out there that are in different stages that are listening to this. Um, like Zeke said, don't quit your job just because you want to be creative. Like think through it, come up with a plan and say like six months from now, where would I, where would I like to be? And what's going to, what is it going to take for me to get there? Yeah. And don't just like tomorrow go to your job and be like, yeah, manager, I hate you. I hate this place. I'm out of here. Flow, throw the bird up and walk out and then end up the door hits you on the way out and you get hit by a car and you can't pay for anything. Like that literally is the scenario of what you're putting yourself into. Don't do that. Think through it and then make the adjustment. And when you need to quit your job, quit your job. I'm not telling you not to leave your job, but think about it 
plan it and then be like, Hey, this is my plan moving forward. Like you have set up. I think there's too many people that are like going to think like, wow, like you said, I'm going to quit my job, but they haven't really thought through what they really want to do with that time. Um, so use that time, think through it, work a little bit longer and then be like, yo, this is the perfect opportunity. It is a gig economy. I can get a job if I need to. So there's kind of like, that's my fallback plan. So shoot for the freaking moon, go for it. Yeah, exactly. And and yeah, I think the biggest thing is with us is like the difference in time. Mm-hmm. Like I feel, I feel like for me, like me, like basically just fending for myself. Like I have like all this like time. Yeah, I don't have to worry about spending time with my wife. I could sit in my room and do nothing. Or, yeah, or sit in my room just solely being alone, making YouTube videos for twelve hours straight. Like I don't need to hang out with friends. I should, but you know, like yeah. there is this ability to like have more time versus everything and especially when you are fending for just yourself you can really sit down and be like okay so i only have to worry about x like yes. 500 bucks in bills that's it as long as i'm paid i'm good to go you know it'll go up a little bit more if you have rent or whatever but for someone like you it's definitely like okay i have to worry about this and i also have to worry about this trip that my my, my wife might want to go on and this date night and this mm-hmm. other thing and like like there's a lot more like financial need that comes with like all this stuff. So it's yeah. where you do have to get a job and then pursue it on the side because of the fact that like money moves the world and you got to move with it. Yeah. And like to give you a little bit of a background about me just throughout college, I was not an amazing creator. I was someone whose thought as creativity was something that was cool, but never really you could make a living with. That was never ingrained in me from my parents, from anyone that was around me, even in college. It was never like a thing where people were like, yeah, you're going to be creative. You're going to be successful. It was usually the starving artist. Like, why are you doing that to yourself? You're going to hurt yourself. You're not going to make any money. Yeah. How are you going to do this? How are you going to pay for that? All that stuff was just crippling to the point where I was like, okay, I'm just going to f- get a degree find a job and start working. And then about halfway through my college career, I was like, this isn't what I want to do. I don't want to do this rest of my life. And that's where I moved in with 10 other guys in a three-story house. I don't recommend that, but it was hella cheap. And we literally lived off of leftover Little Caesars pizza that we got out of a dumpster. It was clean. Ramen noodles and literally coming up with creative, fun video ideas that we shot on a GoPro because that's the only thing we could afford. You talk about some of the most fun I've ever had in my life. So like, don't think about this is that like, if you're not doing what you want to do and you're not as successful as you think you are, that it's just no go. Like keep pushing because videos that I was making when I was 21, 22 in college, I look back now and I'm like, what the hell was I doing? That's awful. But at the time I was like, man, this is so cool. We're going to get this shot. We're going to go and run and do this stunt. We're going to have someone jump off the balcony, like all this stuff. It was more of just stretching my creative mind to then know what is actually possible in life. And so now I'm looking back and I'm like thankful that I was able to at least just try. Granted, I wasn't the best, but be able to stretch that creative muscle to do what I do now where I can actually sit there and be like, hey, based off of this time frame, I'm going to utilize this hour for this, this, and this creative idea because I know exactly what I want to do with that rather than just be like, "Mm, I'm going to sit around for another four hours until an idea hits me. Like that's not the way to be creatively successful. You have to like continue to perform and continue to reiterate and screw up and mess up and not get views. It's okay. It's part of that amazing journey of being a creative. Exactly. And now 
view, dear viewer, dear listener, you're back on your feet, right? We've <sighs> we've successfully like we threw away our like our doctor scrubs. We've repaired you. Okay, yep. you're feeling crutches are gone. Exactly, you're, you're you are free. you are bouncing on your toes, ready to run. Only problem is you don't know where you're going. That's that's the biggest thing about being a starving artist is I feel like a lot mm-hmm. of starving artists will go the wrong direction and they'll fall off a cliff and at the bottom of that cliff is no food. And that's why they're starving. There's no food and there's no fold getting you out of it. Yeah. And I think that the biggest thing that I've learned within this where I'm at right now, which is not the starving artist, but the not a lot of money artist is the idea of like setting, like you said, like setting a goal of mm-hmm. where you want to be. And um, my biggest thing that I've been thinking about recently is Eric posted mm-hmm. a video. Um, we love him on the channel. He will be here. Um, he will. Like manifestation. Uh, no, he will be here. He will he, be here. He will be here. He That's will like be a here. Goal of mine. He posted so. a video um, documenting how he lost $500,000 from Mr. Mm-hmm. Beast. But it was really cool because he made it all the way to the very end. He was the number, he was the fourth person, like top four out of 100 Hi- people. Hiding in a Lamborghini. Hiding in the Lamborghini, which uh, when he made that play, I was like, that's such an air act thing to do. Oh, it was so, yeah. Like, I, was, like oh, I wanted him to just do? drive off. Oh, in yeah, it. yeah. And I was like, the second he like was like, oh, I, I can't leave. I was like, oh, frick. They, yeah, he's they didn't got him. Think, they didn't think of that situation in the insurance. Yeah. So they, they didn't give him the opportunity. Just check the visor. He usually. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, <sighs> but um, I think with him, at the end of the video, the biggest thing he wanted to highlight is he didn't win, but he wanted to prove what was possible, mm-hmm. which is what he did over the last year and a half. And that all comes from planning. Like yeah. if you are a starving artist, the first thing that you have to prove that is possible to you is that you aren't starving. Mm-hmm. You know, find out those ways. Get the gig economy jobs. Take on, you know, the Instacarts, the DoorDashes, whatever it takes for you to get out of that mindset that you are starving. That's the first thing that you need to do. Mm-hmm. And then more than anything else is to push the boundaries. Like within this next like three months of like me creating up until like three, four months till the end of this year, I want to use that time to just like go for broke. Crush it. Like, ex- like make a whole bunch of content, be like, that looks cool. I'm going to talk about that in this different way than another person. Or like, I'm going to go spend 24 hours in who knows where. Door- like you said, like document your journey. Like how do I take my boring DoorDash and turn it into something bigger. DoorDash for 24 hours. Exactly. Like I had the idea of like, what if I DoorDash from 5 p.m. to 5 a.m.? Like no one DoorDashes those times, but it's peak pay. So (laughs) like, you know, just like taking things and molding them together, but also just like being willing to push myself. I think Mm -hmm. a lot of artists will find themselves at this spot where they go, oh, I can be creative. I can do these things. I I got the bounce in my step. No fold repaired me. I'm ready to run. And then they start going, but they don't have any direction. It's like Casey Neistat said, without a goal, you can't score. Mm -hmm. And like a lot of artists don't set a goal to the point where they go up, 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 up. And then they go, eh, never mind. Burn out. They burn out and then they go and they work a cubicle job, nine to five. And that's the end of the story. Yeah. And you find that with a lot of people. I have friends that are like that. I know people that are like that. Do you and, see it with a lot of younger people, like your age? I I mean, we've touched on it on a previous episode, so whatever that is, go find it. But yeah. I think uh, it's I think it's very true that it can happen with mm-hmm. my age, especially now because of how accessible it is. But I think it is. Yeah. It doesn't matter age. What matters is the goal setting. Mm-hmm. You know, like you could 100%. you could be thirteen, and as long as you have a goal, you can still like be successful in it. Yeah. Or you can be eighty five, and if you don't have a goal, you will find yourself failing. Yeah, you know, like 
I feel like it's that idea of setting, setting a goal. Like for me, like my big thing is like, I want to push myself to make content whenever, like I want to be able, I want to try different things like for TikTok. Mm -hmm. What if I made a daily vlog for a week? Okay, that's cool. The next week, what if I batch all my content? What if I film it all in a day? Mm -hmm. What does that make in difference? Do I see a difference in views? Do I see a difference in my happiness? Whatever. Like trying out different things to find what works for me and then also find what works for my content. Yes. Because it's that like, like you won't know what you are good at and what you can really do unless you really, really, really push yourself, which I feel yeah. for a lot of independent people is the hardest part. When you have mm-hmm. a boss over your shoulder, when you have priorities, when you have to flip a hundred burgers by the end of the day, I don't know how fast food works, but you know, yeah. uh, like, but like you, <laughs> exactly. But I feel like it's way easier to work, way easier to accomplish a goal because you never had to set it. Yeah. And I feel like when you are like starving artists, which is really just another term for self-employed at this point, Mm -hmm. you really just have to set those goals and stick to them. And if you and your brain can't stick to them, find a friend who can remind you, find a friend in Siri to remind you, like just to be like, hey, you need to edit today. Hey, you need to post today. Like, Like be willing to like essentially what I've learned, which is I assume you've learned this too, Matt, is Mm -hmm. like. You almost have to detach yourself, like become two different people when you're self-employed. Mm-hmm. You have to be both the employee and the boss. But if you mesh them, you will like lose it all. You have to literally like take a moment, like an hour out of your day to be like, this is what I'm telling myself to do. And then the rest of those hours is you doing what you told yourself. A hundred percent. You got the the manager and the employee can't inter- like can't interact as one. Um in your head, there has to be a person that's like saying, hey, this needs to be done at this time or we're not going to get to the end goal of where we need to go. That's me as a project manager. But then there's also the part of me that needs to know, hey, as a creator, I have to make sales. I have to get views. I have to get people to follow me. So I have to think as like a marketing salesperson at that point, that's away from this, the project of getting the task completed more into like, hey, what can I do creatively to come up with and figure out what is going to help me even progress f- faster in that project journey? And so there's constantly this like back and forth of like figuring out where that is. And like you said, an hour a day, it could be 30 minutes. It could be literally 10 minutes, but just sitting down and being like, what do I want to accomplish this, this and this? Okay. Where am I going to be by the end of the day? And how am I going to be in the next like six to 12 months? And then think through that and think micro. Don't try to take it all on at once because you do, you're going to lose it. And you're going to be like, I'm never going to get there. It's going to take me forever. By that time, YouTube's going to be YouTube too. Like there's going to be people that are always reinventing stuff. But as you as a creator, you can continue to perform well just by the micro steps, not the macro. Because then when you look up, you'll be surprised how many like a thousand steps Man, it's just a step. But when you add them all up, you're like, man, I've pretty got pretty far. You can't think about the thousand step. You just have to take the first step and then the second step and just think that way with your creative content and talk about that in your journey. I think that's a fun thing for a lot of people that are kind of like now touching on like Mr. Beast, Logan Paul, these other people that are great content creators making skits, funny videos and stuff. They're almost going back now and having a little bit of a time gap saying, hey, this is what it took for me to get to this point. 
I'm talking about it on a podcast now. Logan Paul's talking about his past on a podcast now. Like there's a lot of things that like as you develop just within your 20s that you're like you can learn so much within four to five years that's like incredible that you can then like go back on and be like, man, if I would have thought from five years from now where I would be at now, I'd have been like, there's no way. It's not possible. But now that I'm just going year by year, day by day, month by month, that I'm like, oh, it's definitely possible. You just didn't have to take it all on at once. Just do your thing and keep reinventing yourself and performing yeah. better and push. That's it. Yeah. It's all it's all about like like Matt said, like whether it's an hour or 30 minutes or even 10 minutes of just like if you need to get into the character, if you need to like put on like a hat or something <laughs> that's your boss hat or whatever, yeah. and really be like, what is what is Ezekiel Sutton going to accomplish today? Yes. Like, you know, like if you really need to like physically detach yourself from that idea, you know, and play mm -hmm. the boss character, like do it, like whatever it, whatever it takes. Because like at the end of the day, you are a starving artist, but if you are planning on monetizing your art, if this is not a hobby to you, you are also mm -hmm. a business owner. And at the end of the day, you have yourself as an employee that you, that employee is looking to you to succeed. Like mm -hmm. always be thinking about that, you know, like you need to set those things of like, oh, I need to finish this art piece. Oh, I need to finish my NFT collection. Oh, I need to upload this YouTube video. Like it's not I need to, it's like Ezekiel needs to. Like yes. I need to, I need to set him up for success. Like I've been thinking about that a lot too, mm -hmm. you know, like even, even in like, if I have like a creative, like a stint or like a moment yeah. where I'm like, I don't know if I like this. Like, I don't know if I like this edit. I don't know if mm -hmm. I like, like it's really something where I have to like almost in my head, like think in a moment going like, how am I going to explain this to my boss? Yeah. Like, how am I going to, how That's am I going to like go, it. how am I going to go up, up management and go, Hey, so we shot this video and about halfway through the edit and it just doesn't feel on brand. Like what, what's going to be the response there? Because when you really think about it as a boss, are you just going to go, Oh yeah, that's fine. You know, like, yeah, it's cool. We can push it back another three weeks. No, you're going to go, Okay, if you're so confident, you have 48 hours to like make a whole new yeah, video. Yeah. You know, as opposed to like when you do, like Matt said, like merge them, you will like lose them. Because yeah. if you do, you do get in that mindset of like, yeah, I guess I have to like, I should like remake the video. It's not like very on brand for me, but like it's fine. I'm not that big yet. So I can push it out another yeah, month. There's no pressure. Like, like exactly. Like you mm -hmm. like you really need to like give yourself pressure and put yourself in a like tension spot of like, okay, I need to work because I don't want to fail myself. And yeah. I don't want I don't want to fail myself as an employee and I want to not be starving, but I also don't want to let myself down. I don't want to let my boss down. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like you're going to and inevitably you're going to let yourself down yeah. with a creative content. Like there's going to be one that isn't performing well. There's going to be something like a video or an audio piece or a, a, a social video that doesn't do as well as you thought it would. That's okay. Like think that as like a stepping stone and be like, all right, cool. Well, that didn't really work. So next time I'm not going to do exactly that, but I'm going to build off of what I just learned negative or positive and turn it into a positive. And that's how you should look across like anything when it comes to like work related and trying to better yourself as a human being. But as a creator, as a creative person, like that is your best, that is your double-edged sword. It, it hurts a little bit, but at the same time, that's what gets you into places because people are like, wow, that person is not willing or is willing to take chances and is not afraid to fail. Like the whole like, art of failing is kind of like my stick because like I failed a lot in order to succeed. Yeah. Recognize that 
Uh, businesses of all magnitudes can lose thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions, and even billions of dollars, and they still keep pushing forward. You know, mm-hmm. like if a business that is worth a couple million loses a hundred thousand dollars and they just go off oh, now, nah, mm, we can't recover from this. Like it's over, it's game over. Like there goes like this million dollar business. Like they aren't thinking in the fact of where they actually are. They're just so focused on that one little thing. So like as a starving artist, remember it simply that you like you can fail and recognize mm-hmm. that even that boss character that you're giving yourself still knows that you'll bounce back. Because mm-hmm. they're confident in you. Um, but let me actually correct this because I know it's going to eat at me. Michael Jordan didn't say exactly what I said. His quote was, I've really failed didn't. over and over and over again in my life, and that is why I succeed. Exactly. That's the point that you, I want you to draw across. You can't succeed unless you fail. Yeah. And you can look at it from all creators of all different shapes and sizes. They've all failed dozens of times. So, with that being said, Thank you for coming to the No Full Doctors <laughs> Agency, the office. We successfully repaired you and we put you on a path to going somewhere. We're, we put you on square one though. Yeah. No, this podcast is only putting you on square one and square one is ju- is actually circle one because you, it is up to you to sit down and plan it out to figure out where you are actually going to go. Welcome to the new healthcare plan. We're <laughs> just putting you on square one. The rest you actually have to do yourself. The rest you actually have to do <laughs> and you are going to take figure out your goal, figure out your direction and start going there. And if you don't see results, pivot, keep pivoting. Instagram, it started out as this like photo sharing app for like wine. And then they went, oh wait, the people only like the photo sharing part. And now they're Instagram. So like if they would have just like said like, ah, this is all we're good at. Like we're only good at photo sharing like wine. They would have like, they wouldn't have be where they at. It's all about, you know, the pivoting and the changing. So you're welcome. We 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 effectively killed the starving artist that was you, and we have revived you. It's it's a weird doctor's office. We yeah. revived you, and we put you at the start of a path that you were going to figure out. We want to hear it, so leave it in the comments of where are you taking your next step, and where did the no full doctors put you to start you that took yeah. you to where you find yourself. Was our examination successful? Yes. And if so, what are you going to do next? Tell us because we want to know. We want drop know. it in the comments below. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. That's another No Fold podcast. Signing off. We're clocking out. Being a doctor's hard. Yeah, it's really tough. Actually, we don't even have normal business hours. We got to talk to HR about that. We do got to talk to HR about that. That's bad. Okay, we'll be back.